This is the Hot Stove Report. Going, going, goodbye baseball. On 710 ESPN Seattle, 710sports.com, and the 710 Seattle app. Happy to have you with us for the Hot Stove Show. Aaron Goldsmith, Shannon Dreher, Gary Hill, Dakota Jasper Wilder running things for us tonight. Uh, you know, Gary, it's not often that we are on the hot stove show and the hot stove is cooking. I'm like it's, it's cooking. It's an inferno. Yeah. Uh, you are you are in process of doing the scroll right now. What what exactly has anything else come out of the uh, Red Sox and Dodgers? I I still don't think it's official, but I mean, it sounds like it's happening. It sounds like I mean, the headliner is Mookie Betts. MVP, one of the best players in the game, is going to the Dodgers. And I was looking at a mock lineup of what the Dodgers lineup will look like and Mookie Betts in that lineup, and it is pretty good. So the Red Sox And David are... Price would go in that deal as well as kind of the, the money part of that deal. And the Twins are involved, it sounds like. Uh, they send a prospect. The Dodgers send a prospect. So the Red Sox will get two prospects, one from the Twins, one from the Dodgers, Sounds like Alex Verdugo is going to Boston. Sounds like it, yeah. Uh, Dodgers prospect. And it sounds like Corota going to the Twins. Maeda. Maeda, yeah. Thank Maeda you, going Shannon. to the Twins. Thank you. Going to the Twins. I don't know, I don't know where, what I'm asking Gary. You know, they're giving, they are giving up a really good pitching prospect, the Twins are. But if you look at where they're at this year and you look at their window – and you look at their needs, starting pitching, a definite need for Minnesota. But they are now, I mean, you look at how their team is constructed. And Cleveland, I think, I don't think any question taking a step back, even with some talent, obviously, and Lindor and everyone else. But the White Sox contending possibly for the division. But I, I think right now Minnesota's favorite to win the division. And the Central is almost interesting, finally. With the yes. White Sox, I That's think, right. as yeah. Jerry DePoto would say, starting to crest probably with their younger talent and finally adding to that. Uh, I, you know, Indians, yeah, Kluber is gone, but just by the fact that Lindor is still with them indicates that, yes, they are intending to be competitive this year. I, I think the Central will be very interesting. So the Red Sox, let's think about this from the Red Sox point of view. You're the Red Sox. You have like a billion dollars, right? Give or take a couple of million. You are shedding $27 million in payroll this year for Mookie Betts, who was a free agent at the end of this season. And you are shedding uh, close to $100 million on the life remaining on David Price's deal. So you're under the luxury tax threshold this year by, I think even just getting rid of Mookie would have would have gotten them under, but now they're really under. But they were in a dire situation yeah. with that. I mean, you were you were paying a lot uh, for every buck over the the salary tax or the over the the luxury cap for luxury tax, I should say. There's a cap and a tax; they're both bad. Um, it, it does. It is kind of odd that you are getting rid of a player who is like not Mike Trout, but like about Mike Trout, about as close as you yeah. get when you're in a market. That has great fan support, a lot of cash flow. You could reload pretty quickly, but I mean, they're clearly 
going a different direction, and they're spinning this thing on a dime. And they're doing it without a farm system. They have a horrible farm system. Right. I think, do we need to peruse some mm. Red Sox Twitter about right now? Oh, uh, <laughs> that's always a bad idea, no matter what's happening. <laughs> stay away. And, I mean, they picked up two really good prospects, mm-hmm. but it's two. I mean, if, if I were trading bets, I'd want like four or five. Right. I mean, he's just, he's so good. He is so good. And it's just a year, though. I mean, you could also look at it like, hey, and teams usually know more than we do, and maybe he wasn't maybe he wasn't coming back. Maybe they know that. Well, he made it very clear he's going to be a free agent. Absolutely. Right? That was happening. He's going to make like 400 million dollars yeah. if he does normal Mookie things in 2020. And maybe that bill was too much for the new-look Red Sox to foot, and if that's the case, then let's get something for him now before we can't get anything for him now since – we're not going to catch the Yankees as it is. Mm-hmm. But, man, that is uh, that lineup, to have Bellinger and Mookie Betts in the same lineup, the same outfield, I mean, only one can win the MVP. This is oh. – I mean, the Dodgers have won their division annually for what feels like our lifetime now. I mean, the last almost 10 years, they won over 100 games, and now they pull this off. Kudos to Andrew Friedman. Formerly with the Rays, and now I was, I was always curious how that was going to work. By the way, Freeman going from the Dodge from the Rays, where he has basically a gas card of a budget, right? Going to Los Angeles, where your spending capabilities are almost boundless, and how would he not that that would be uh, a problem that he doesn't want to have? But that is a unique situation going from the doghouse to the penthouse, and man. As he made that place work, uh, they are really cooking. At the same time, they've been they've gotten to the top, but not you're right, not all the way. You're right. I mean, it's it's been their goal. It's been what they've wanted to do, and they've been oh so close a couple of times. Well, hey, the Mariners are changing the game with our all new Flex membership. Go to the games you want, sit in the seats you want, and get the savings you want. All when you want. For more information on how to choose your membership and enjoy discounted seats all season long, visit mariners.com slash flex. And as we are in the early stages of the second hour of the Hot Stove Show, we talk more about some flex seating options uh, coming up in uh, roughly half an hour or so. Uh, Francis Traceman of the front office will be joining us on the show. we got a lot to talk about. Kind of a, truth be told, really kind of a groundbreaking season ticket uh, opportunity for Mariners fans that really hasn't been done, has not been done, not really, has not been done by any other club, any other organization ever. So pretty cool stuff. Uh, that's coming up uh, 30 minutes from now. We will uh, also be talking in the second hour with, uh, man, a future spring training name, Tip Wanhoff. Oh, I mean, if he's not the lefty pitching for the Rockies <laughs> in the eighth inning, my goodness. Is that one of the greatest names? Tip Wanhoff. Uh, coming to a spring training near you? He will be. Uh-huh. Uh, he is the VP of the Northwest Chapter of Sabre and uh, somebody that both of you guys got to know a little bit, right? Not that long ago? Yeah, we, we went on a field trip with Sabre, which was great. Wish Gary I... packed a lunch and everything. That was probably the worst lunch. I brought a banana. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gary is, does not have a potassium deficiency, let's put it that way. Uh, so uh, Tip Wanhoff will be talking to us about Sabre. What is Sabre? Can you join Sabre? What's going on with Sabre, especially in our chapter, the Northwest chapter? Tip will be giving us the lowdown on that coming up 
uh, about 40 minutes from now. When we come back, we will uh, be joined by one of the newer members of the Mariners, uh, Patrick Wisdom. Wait till you hear the highlight coming back. Just wait. Patrick Wisdom. Away. Patrick Wisdom will join us on the Hot Stove Show coming right up. Back to more of the Hot Stove on 710 ESPN Seattle, 710sports.com, and the 710 Seattle Sports app. Bases loaded, one out. Patrick Wisdom, the rookie at the plate. Wisdom with a ride out to left. Wisdom, a grand slam, big back land. Cardinals on top, 4-3. Well, Patrick Wisdom is our guest now on the Hot Stove Show, a new member of the Mariners organization at the time of that highlight, playing with the Cardinals. We saw him uh, for a handful of games last year. With the Texas Rangers. And, uh, Patrick, first of all, welcome to the hot stove and welcome to the Mariners. I guess I can't say welcome to Seattle because you're like you're here. You're, you're a Seattle guy. Is this right? Yeah. Well, thank you for having me on. Um, you know, it's a pleasure to be on air with you guys. And, um, I'm excited to be a Mariner. And yeah, I've, I've made Seattle my home for about, uh, four or five years now. My wife is, uh, is a native Seattle. Light. Uh, she's from Mercer Island, and her family, you know, dates back to uh, you know early Seattle. So we're Seattle blood through and through. Now, how is training in Seattle going for you? Now, I mean, now that you sign with the Mariners, like now, can you drive to T-Mobile Park? I mean, was this the best part of signing with the Mariners? You have an instant place to work out. Yeah, that, that is a perk of signing with them uh, for the off season is being able to go work out at the stadium and. Um, Derek Cantini, the assistant strength coach over there, is, he works us out. Um, I'm over there working out with Marco, um, who just signed, you know, the the extension. So a huge congrats to him. But um, you know, so it's just us two, honestly, in there, and which is nice to have the gym, you know, to ourselves essentially. You mentioned Marco. You know Marco a little bit, don't you? I do. Yeah, I've known him for a few years now. Uh, he was in my wedding, and uh, you know, our wives are really good friends, and um, you know, we hang out quite a bit. Now you, we, I got to talk to you about Marco in college, because if if my dates are lining up correctly, Patrick, I mean you're at St. Mary's, 2011 and 12, crossing over with when Marco was in the WCC, of course, with Gonzaga. So I'm assuming that you faced Marco in college. I did, yeah, I did. I, um, yeah, we we had some good faceoffs. Please tell me you took him deep. Please tell me. <laughs> Uh, I mean, if he's not listening, I'll say yes. But if he's listening, I, like, I can let I can let you tell. He'll he'll tell the story. Oh, there's a story. There's a there's like a there's a real story here. I mean, I just had a good game off him. Yeah, that's all. So. I guess I was hoping you charge them out or something. <laughs> that's all. Okay. Uh, no, no. I yeah, no. I, I just had a good game. Uh, but you know, I'm glad we're teammates now, and I, I don't have to face him anymore. What is it like going over there in the off season, big league ballpark, and, and nobody's there but working out with Marco and uh, hearing a little bit more uh, about the organization that you're now going to be a part of? Yeah, it gives me, um, I guess, a head start going into spring training where uh, I know more faces, I know who people are, I kind of know, um, you know, the ins and outs of the organization to an extent, and I know what to expect. Um, going in day one rather than trying to learn it all, you know, in the first week of spring training and trying to meet a whole bunch of people. So I think it's going to give me a leg up on, 
on that aspect of baseball and um, just being familiar with some of the guys I think is going to be crucial. So we heard the highlight coming in of your Grand Slam with St. Louis. Uh, just, I mean, a handful of games in the major leagues at that point. What do you remember about that day? What do you remember about that hit? Uh, I remember it, it gave us the lead in a crucial game in September against the Dodgers. Um, and uh, it was just like a really exciting moment. The, the place was going nuts. Um, it was so loud. I remember enjoying the moment as I was running the bases. Um, and then the tides quickly turned, and, and we got beat pretty bad that day. Um, but that was just a, a special moment I, I won't forget. Um, it's just kind of ingrained into my bones. No, Patrick, I think what people who were there remember is you had the most glorious mustache in baseball that year. Am I remembering <laughs> this correctly? I mean, do you have is the mustache? Will we see that mustache again, this very Tom Selleck, Mr. Baseball mustache? <laughs> Oh, man, that's funny you guys mention that because I'm actually rocking the mustache right now. Yes. Uh, I wish we could do like a FaceTime radio thing. Um, but, yeah, it, the mustache is right there. It's uh, keeping my upper lip warm through this cold Seattle <laughs> winter right now. Is this your first Seattle winter? No, no, no. Oh, he's lived. He like said he's lived here. Okay. Oh, well. Yeah. Good. Then the mustache is going to spring training, right? Yeah, that's a good uh, that's point. A good question. That's a good. Yeah, because you know, I, I head down next week. Uh, I get there a little early, so I'm, it might make an appearance. Um, still debating that. Oh, now that's now, that sounds is, concerning. This is false advertising, Patrick. <laughs> if it's not, I mean, if it's if we don't hey, see well, it in not, a Mariners uniform, spring training. It's not at spring training. It'll be during the year um, oh. at some point. It, it likes to come out and play for sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, very nice. Uh, you know, Patrick, you have. Uh, been in pro ball for a long time now. You were with the Cardinals. Am I, am, are the numbers lining up? You were with the Cardinals organization for seven years. Is that right? Uh, yes, 2012 to 2018. So, yeah, seven seasons. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, you're in one organization for such a long period of time and then a quick stop with the Rangers and now on with the Mariners. Uh how is what is it like as a player when you come up so much with one organization and then, uh, I mean, it's the same game, but there has to be a lot of differences within each organization when now you're putting in uh, a Ranger spring training, now a Mariner spring training, and just uh, when you get so used to doing one thing one way and now you're doing it differently, essentially in consecutive springs. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's a, that's a huge part of the game. That I don't think a lot of people uh, understand or fully you know, know about is, yeah, like teams have their culture and their way of doing things. And uh, when you're, when you're moving teams, it's, uh, you kind of have to take a step back from the ways you're used to doing something. And I mean, the Cardinals do such a good job. They're such a storied franchise that they're, you know, they're teaching the right things. And so those things that, you know, are ingrained in you and that you believe are, are better for the game, you try to bring with you and, um, you know, teach to the other guys and new teams. Um, and that's not to say other teams are doing it the wrong way. It's just things that you believe are, are right. Um, you try to influence, you know, your fellow teammates and your new teammates. Um, with, and along with that, it's understanding what the new team's culture is and the direction they're going and being a part of that and um, being coachable, I guess, is, uh, is a term that you'd like to use. It's just, you know, you don't want to be a guy that's, you know, co- uh, a harmful guy in the clubhouse or a guy that's going against the grain. Um, you kind of want to 
you know, believe in yourself and stay true to who you are, but also, um, you know, go in the direction that the team wants to go in as well. Which coach or teammate has had the most impact on you as a player? Um, you know, there, there's a few to name. Uh, Stubby Clapp, who was my manager in uh, Memphis and for a while, and then um, guys last year in AAA with the Rangers, um, Jason Wood and Howard Johnson, um, you know, Gino Petrolli. Those guys really kind of helped me. Um, there's a hitting coach in Memphis, Buddha. So those, those are kind of the guys that I've really leaned on in the past and, um, you know, really helped me through some some times and uh, got me where I need to be. You've played mostly in the corners on the infield in your minor league career, but you've appeared just about everywhere, I think, for second catcher and pitcher. What are you most comfortable at? Um. It's a good question. I feel third base, you know, just kind of been my natural position coming up. Um, so, I'll, you know, I'll say that off the top of the bat. And then, but that doesn't mean I'm not comfortable anywhere else. Um, you know, I feel totally fine at first base, left field, right field. I played center last year for the first time, um, which was a cool experience. And, you know, I just feel comfortable out there um, playing defense. So it's, uh, you know, I don't really. I couldn't really pick like a favorite, but I would say third is like the most natural to me. Was center something that you had prepared for, or did they just put you out there? It was kind of a, a day of spur of the moment thing. Hey, our guy's not feeling too hot. Like, are you able to play center? I'm like, yeah, let's do it. I'd, I'd love to. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was like, okay, like let's let's put on the speed cleats and um, you know see if I can cover some ground out there. No, but it's a uh, it was fun, and yeah, like I said, just a spur of the moment uh, day of kind of thing. So, uh, have you already planned like a very elaborate meal with Marco that he will pay for all of? Now, is this <laughs> like in the near future? Um, I haven't mentioned it to him yet. Um, you know, so, but I, I'm thinking we can like muster something up. You know, our wives get together, and um, I'm sure we can we can find something. We'll we'll be living together in spring training, so. I'll make sure he, uh, you know, buys an extra case of water. Or, oh no, come know, on, like this that. better be great water. I mean. <laughs> now, on a serious note, though, Patrick, I mean, for a guy who you consider clearly a, a close friend, what is it like for you when, and now you're his teammate, uh, but when you see somebody who you have, in some ways, kind of come up in the game with, uh, be rewarded for all of his efforts and his production with this uh, extension what is that like for you to witness and as uh, kind of a cheerleader for all this for marco yeah it's been super exciting uh, especially you know because we're friends off the field um and that, just to see you know him and his wife have this moment in their families um you know it just makes me and my wife like super happy for them and we couldn't be we couldn't be happy honestly like we we got butterflies when he told us and um, you know, we're just more in awe and shock. I mean, I feel like we were we were getting the extension too. I was like, whoa, like this is really happening. This is really cool. Um, but you, I mean, you can't be you can't be jealous or anything like that with you know your friends or you see these guys fulfill their dreams. And I mean, that's the epitome of what we're all striving for. So um, you know, when we got the call and he FaceTimed us about it, we we were just so super excited. And um, I mean, like I said, we just we're so thrilled. Well, Patrick, it is great to speak with you on the phone, and it's you should know that uh, Gary uh, said that you win the all-time award for quickest response time to join the hot stove show. Yeah, so 
Really? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a thing, man. Like, that's a real thing. So <laughs> we thank you for that, and congratulations. Hey, well, thank you. I'm glad I'm glad to be a, a part of it, and uh, I'm happy to be on the air. And we're happy to see that mustache in Peoria. <laughs> Yeah, it'll, it'll make an appearance, don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There is Patrick Wisdom, uh, very kind to join us here on the Hot Stove Show, a uh, new member of the Mariners organization, and uh, clearly a very good friend of Marco Gonzalez. We well, should all go mustache for spring. Oh, yeah. That'd be a problem. Does that mean less beard for you, Gary? I mean, that might are be Are you, a Gary, for those who aren't watching on the 710 stream. Hopefully they've, <laughs> Who is it? Hopefully they've just cut Gary out of, out of frame. <laughs> Gary has a, a calico. Is that what I heard best described? Calico beard? It's been described as that, yeah. You have, cu- you have cut it back, though, man. Fortunately. I yes. Mean, it looked I trimmed it. it. It was getting a tad unruly. I've grown a beard for the winter, which has been nice because every time I step outside, it's really cold, wet. Shannon, Close. can you... Can you rule on a scale? Of, let's do a twenty to eighty scale on Gary's beard. Oh, with eighty being who? Like who's got the greatest beard? Bruce Souter. Bruce Souter well, has the okay, greatest beard of all time. Twenty being if I grew up on an interest. <laughs> I mean, he would have to get points for. It's like a mosaic. I mean, it's you don't see beards with this many colors. That's, and that's and a good calico thing. is perfect. I guess that was my first comment when I saw it. It was cat like. Um, I'm going to. Defer. To no, come I can't. On. I cannot. I'm not a beard fan to start with. Well, let's see. I'm few, few. Now, on the plus side, it hides a great deal of my face. <laughs> so that's that's good for everybody. It is why Mary really supports the beard. <laughs> she won't say it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, I don't. I mean, I think it's a. If I'm a twenty, he's a thirty. I don't think it's a spring beard. No. No, I mean that's that's gone. As soon, like the morning you wake up to go to SeaTac to fly to Arizona, that thing is gone, right? I don't know. <laughs> a lot of people love the beard. <laughs> hey, th- this is a more interesting conversation, though. Am I right? Bruce Suter has the best baseball beard of all. Yeah, time? that's a great call. I can't think of anyone no. that's had a better. I uh, will have a commercial break to ponder that. Yeah, that's, that's that's a great that that is a better take than your beard. But congratulations for having the ability to grow. Up. <laughs> so yeah, thanks. I do not have that ability. Uh, our thanks to Patrick Wisdom. Uh, he sounds like he's going to be a really good guy to have around uh, over the course of the season. When we come back, we'll be joined by the Mariners' senior VP of sales, Francis Traceman, will join us here on the hot stove. Uh, we're going to be talking about a, a very, very cool. New season ticket plan the Mariners have uh, that is unprecedented. That is straight ahead after this timeout. All things Mariners, all off season. The hot stove on 710 ESPN Seattle, 710sports.com, and the 710 Seattle Sports app. Well, we're thrilled to have you with us tonight for the hot stove show. Aaron Goldsmith, Shannon Dreyer, and Gary Hill, as uh, we are now joined from the Senior VP of Sales for the Mariners, Francis Traceman, joins us on the phone. Francis, good evening. How are you? Well, I'm great. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, we are excited to talk to you about uh, kind of uh, something that, uh, from what we can gather, has not been done before in the world of season tickets. The Mariners have a very new, very innovative, flexible season ticket opportunity for all of our fans. What all can you tell us about that? 
Well, you're almost as excited as I am. Uh, we In the fall, we introduced what we're calling a fully flexible season ticket membership. And um, really, for fans, the way to describe it would be it's an opportunity for you to create your own ballpark experience. You have the opportunity to choose the number of seats you want per game, the games that you want to go to, and the seat location. And best of all, you can do that throughout the season. So most season ticket packages, you have to select all of your games up front. And the unique piece that we have for um, kind of this fully flexible season ticket membership is it allows you to build as you go throughout the season. So we know people have busy lives and uh, can't always commit to games uh, all up front, and this allows them to, to make those changes throughout the season. And in addition, you know, once, you know, I don't know about you, but my uh, season's pretty busy, and when I make plans, uh, sometimes they fall through, and this Flex membership allows people to exchange games back in. So there's a credit on your account. Um, it's all done online. You go into the online portal and select the games that you'd like, and if you can't go to a game, you can return it, and it adds a credit back to your account. So we're we're really excited about it. So am, am I understanding this, Francis, where like if I had a group of friends that wanted to come to a game, I could load up and I could use five or seven or eight tickets for a game on Saturday night and then for a game on Tuesday night when it's just the wife and I, we could just use two tickets. And is that kind of how it works in one way? That's exactly, you have it exactly right. Um, and, you know, in your situation, you also, you know, if you had a group of colleagues that want to go to another game, you can select four seats for, um, you know, try out the Terrace Club level, sit in the upper deck, you can sit in the outfield, um, Really, it it really truly is flexible for all of those scenarios. Uh, what about limits? Is there any kind of limit on the number of tickets to a single game for folks who uh, sign up for a flex membership? Yeah, there, each game um, is limited to eight tickets, and that you know we've kind of looked over the course of twenty plus years <clears throat> to see that seems to be a a good number for most of our season ticket holders, and and so far that that seems to have worked. How did this come about? Was this something that uh, you, the front office, I know the Mariners are always very open to hearing from the fans as to what they are looking for, new things with the ballpark or with, in this case, season tickets. What was exactly uh, the need that brought upon uh, this great idea? Well, the the idea has been brewing for a long time. And, and like I said, we've had flexible um, ticket plans in the past, but there's two main reasons. One, people have busy lives. Um, and we know that preset packages haven't always fit those lifestyles. So we do listen to our fans. We ask them. That's something that we've heard that, you know, I'd love to buy season tickets, but I really can't commit to um, X number of games. And I really can't say that every game I'm going to have two seats or four seats. So that's one reason. The other reason, uh, Aaron, is that we've seen, and T-Mobile Park is a great example of this, is that there are so many ways to experience baseball throughout the ballpark, and people want to try them all. So it really, this type of plan allows people to, um, you know, look at different areas around the ballpark, depending on what their needs are. Like you said, if it's a date night, or you have a family outing, or 
you have a big client in town, you get to choose which way you want to experience the ballpark. And one of the kind of uh, cool things, uh, something else that the Mariners do, is the Select a Seat program, uh, kind of this uh, fun way you can almost test drive a seat. Is there another Select a Seat date coming up anytime soon, Francis? We do. We have uh, two more Select a Seat dates. One is this Thursday, uh, 9 to 4.30 p.m., and then we have one on Saturday, February 22nd. And both of those, they're, um, you do need an appointment to come to the ballpark on those days, but it's very easy. Uh, we have online portal, of, again, available if you are interested in coming down to look at seats or even some of our group hospitality spaces or if you need a suite for graduation or a special party that you're planning, we'll have all of our sales team available and, and ready to show those spaces. Well, Francis, this is a, a, a pretty awesome opportunity uh, and pretty creative, to say the least, that the Mariners have brought upon uh, season tickets. If, if anybody who's hearing this is curious where else they can get more information, uh, what would be the best place to direct them? Uh, best place is mariners.com slash flex, and that will get you straight to the flex membership. Um, we have also mariners.com slash season tickets. That's an area that has all of our both flex memberships as well as our reserve memberships. And we're, you know, we have so many options for people to enjoy baseball um, all summer long. A night like tonight, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm ready for baseball <laughs> back in, uh, back in Seattle. Yeah, we were uh, ready for it when it was a night like this, like two months ago. Um, and especially <laughs> a night like tonight, this evening. Uh, hey, Francis, yeah. we, we really appreciate you taking some time out of your evening to join us here on the Hot Stove Show. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Take- Francis Traceman, the Senior VP of Sales for the Mariners. Uh, a lot of good stuff there. Mariners.com slash flex. Well, baseball returns to T-Mobile Park with opening day on Thursday, March 26th. The Mariners take on the Texas Rangers. Be on hand for team introductions, fireworks, Good times as we welcome back baseball to Seattle for 2020. Great seats remain at Mariners.com. Uh, when we come back, we will be talking with Tip Wanhoff. Oh, what a great name. Tip is the VP Northwest chapter for Sabre. We're going to talk a little Sabre. We're going to get a little nerdy. Not like super nerdy, but a little nerdy. I and mean, we're talking Sabre after all. Tip is straight ahead after this timeout. Back to more of the Hot Stove on 710 ESPN Seattle, 710sports.com, and the 710 Seattle Sports app. Well, the Hot Stove show rolls along. Happy to have you with us. Aaron Goldsmith, Shannon Dreyer, and Gary Hill as we're joined on the phone now by, I mean, it's not gonna, we're not going to get a name better than this ever. Tip Wanhoff, the VP Northwest Chapter of Sabre, joins us. Uh, Tip, first of all, congratulations on him. I mean, you're in the right line of work, man. That is like, that's a that's a, one of the all-time great baseball names. Do you, I mean, you know this, right? I do, and I do know that, and I very much appreciate it. I mean, if you have a name, tip, am I saying Wanhop? This is correct pronunciation. Yeah. Correct? Yeah, I mean, this yeah. is like, if you were to go on Baseball Reference and yeah. just look for a player from, like, 1879, like, I would find Tip Wanhop, right, Gary? Are you, look, is there, are you looking? I'm actually up? looking right now. Uh, to see, has there been a tip to ever did you, play? Do you well, find 
Tippy yes. Martinez, uh, Orioles pitcher from a number of years ago. Yeah, there's Tippy Martinez. There's also Tip O'Neill, the lefty, who pitched in 1883. Oh. So, I mean. Not the Speaker of the House. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, we're, Gary and I often go down uh, baseball reference rabbit holes, and I think we've got a oh, project in I mean, front of us. In 1887. He led the league in doubles, triples, and home runs hey, with man. 52, 19, and 14. Tip, did you know you were this great? Did you come from such a lineage of baseball players? I had no idea. Well, uh, I know I, you. I just knew of Tippy Martinez. That's the only one I knew of. Well, all right. We can, we're, we're telling the VP uh, some information about his own name that he doesn't know, which I did not think we'd, we were going to get to that level already. This is very impressive. Uh, you know, we are uh, interested, Tip, in talking to you about a lot of Sabre-related things. Uh, I think uh, people who are really ingrained in the baseball community uh, are very aware of Sabre. I think uh, that's not a lot of people, though. Most people on the periphery of the game maybe have heard it referenced uh, here or there on air or they've read about it. So can you tell us just, first of all, very generically, what is Sabre? What all does it do? Yeah, Sabre is a, a nationwide uh, organization that was founded back in the early 70s. It's basically devoted to researching and building a better understanding of the game of baseball. And most people are familiar with Sabre because of Sabre metrics and when we start talking about advanced statistics and, and whatnot. Um, but the organization uh, is far uh, broader than that in its interest, a lot of history, a lot of uh, baseball and culture. Uh, that is um, studied by our members, and it's a lot of fun. If you like baseball, Sabre will be up your alley. Tip, I, I spoke at a meeting a couple of years ago, and it was fantastic because I was kind of of the mindset that, yeah, it's all about the numbers, which I love. That's a good part of it. But there were so many different presenters all across baseball. Like you just mentioned, what, what might somebody hear about if they were to go to one of those meetings? Yeah, and if you're coming to one of our meetings, you might hear from uh, one of our members who is the foremost scholar um, of the dead ball era, for example, and he's authored some of the most comprehensive books on the history of the dead ball era, and he might be presenting at one of our meetings. You might hear from um, Ryan Divish of the Seattle Times, Mariners beat writer, who makes a stop off at uh, one of our meetings each year to give us an update on uh, what's going on in Mariners land. Um, a number of our uh, members are very active researchers and scholars of the game, uh, a lot of history, um, and they do a really wonderful job sharing their work with our group, and I learn something at every meeting I go to. I learn a lot of stuff at every meeting I go to. Even the meeting that Gary was a part of? <laughs> <laughs> Not that one. Oh, Gary was fantastic. Gary was fantastic. Did he have the beard? I think he did have the beard. Yeah, I did. It was early in the season. Or off season, yeah. Well, if yeah. it if it looked that it clearly wasn't, Tip would remember if it was what it is now. But Gary spoke to well, one I of your thought, meetings. I, yeah, back wasn't that in November? I think. Yeah, Gary. Yeah, yeah, that was great. I I talked about Aaron a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I filled everybody yeah, in. Aaron, you should come out. Well, I mean, I mean, if Gary's talking. <laughs> He'll he'll tell me he'll tell me all the all the things I need to be prepared for, and I'll just talk about Gary the whole time, how, okay. how many bananas he eats and how many miles he runs on the road. 
Really just bananas and running. That's all <laughs> That's, there is to know. There's no depth here. to me at all. Yeah. No, it's not the, – there's meetings too, but there's also field trips. We went on recently uh, one with you to Driveline, which was fantastic. Yeah, that was really special. That was we, – we spend most of our meetings kind of in a classroom setting, mm-hmm. uh, hearing from presenters and whatnot. So this was our opportunity to go out and kind of see the cutting edge of baseball as it exists today. And so our friends out at Driveline hosted us for an afternoon, and we got to observe um, players working out. We got to observe uh, pitchers uh, doing what they call a pitch design uh, exercise where they're basically trying to – perfect their craft using cutting edge data and, and, uh, research tools. And then, um, we, we, uh, adjourned from our field trip into a more classroom setting where the driveline guys basically sat down with us for two hours of question and answer. And we got to ask them basically anything we wanted. And they were very candid and very forthright with us, uh, which, which is always very uh, much appreciated our members. We're talking with. We have a very we have a very curious uh, membership group, and if if they're given two hours of Q and A, they will fill two hours. <laughs> it's really remarkable. Tip Wanhoff is our guest. He is the VP of the Northwest Chapter of Saber. Uh, you know, for people who are listening to this tip, who are saying like, "Yeah, that, that's this sounds like me. This sounds like a group I would want to be a part of." Uh, what do you have to do to go about to become a member? there's a couple of things you can do. The, the easiest way to get involved is to go to saber.org and pay the $65 and sign up to become an annual member. You'll automatically be included on uh, the chapter mailing list, and then you'll get every email notification uh, whenever we have something coming up. If you're not ready to make that kind of commitment, you're welcome to go on to our uh, Northwest Saber Chapters Facebook page, for example, um, and just see kind of what's going on. Uh, we, we post regular updates on there, see what's going on, and, and just come to one of our um, regular meetings the next time we have a meeting uh, in your area. Our, our uh, meetings are always free. You can just come up. You can stay for as little or as much as you want. Take it in. See if this is going to be something that you're interested in. If it's not, that's fine. If it is, hopefully we'll see you at another meeting, and maybe you'll think about joining our group and being an official member. You know, I will say the um, the segment on the Wheelhouse podcast called Stump JD, where I, I have to ask Jerry DePoto a trivia question. Like for the first, I don't know, 10-ish, 15, I was like, yeah, I got, I got, I got some trivia. And then, man, the tank runs empty. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, to get like real good trivia, right, uh-huh. some like really good stuff. And uh, the Horsehide trivia on Sabre's webpage, mm. the, the Horsehide blog, that is – I mean, the guys who are coming up with this stuff, man, uh, they they should be I mean, they should be working in Cooperstown because uh, the baseball trivia you can find there is a uh, second to none. So I uh, I dip my toe into Saber uh, quite often whenever we have one of those podcasts uh, tip because it's the only way that I can do it. Uh, do, do you guys have any like I would imagine that your members could have these back and forth trivia contests all day long. This must be a, an informal part of many meetings. I would have to think. Oh, absolutely. They love trivia. They love talking baseball. They love pulling these obscure nuggets of information that they've learned about and share them with other people. We do have trivia contests from time to time at our meetings uh, where, and when I'm putting together the trivia quiz, I try to find the most obscure things I could possibly come up with. And I'm always amazed at the amount of uh, 
uh, accuracy that some of our members have in identifying the answers to these questions. Because I, that horse-side trivia that you're talking about is is really out there and advanced stuff, and, and they're on it. Yeah, what Texas-born pitcher did not make it to the majors until he was 35 years old, having been out of organized baseball for approximately a decade due to recurring arm troubles? Jim Morris. I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> One of our members probably knows the answer. <laughs> hey, uh, Tip, man, this has been really great. Uh, we appreciate. By the way, there, I found one more. Oh, Tip, you did. Tip Tobin, one plate appearance oh. in his career. 1932, he pinch hit for the New York Giants in a game against Brooklyn. Wow, Tip Tobin, legend. Yeah, I, I, I sense a future trivia question out of that. Yeah, oh, use absolutely. That for sure. uh, hey, yeah. Tip, we appreciate it, man. This has been great. I hope we can meet in person one day. And uh, I would, I would. I think one and done for Gary as a guest speaker is probably wise. You know, I think he said his, he said his fair share. Would be my guess. Gary is welcome anytime he wants. Wow, man! All right, I'd love to have him. All right, well, I'm tip. a member too, by the way. A paying member? Yes, I'm a paying member. All right, okay. Yeah. Uh, that's why he, he never pays for dinner. Emails. Yeah. Oh, yeah. all right. Very nice. All right, uh, Tip Wanhoff. Thank you, man. It's good to talk to you. Hey, thank you all for having me. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Our pleasure. Tip, the VP of the Northwest Chapter of Sabre. We've got a little more to get to here on the Hot Stove Show right after this time out. All things Mariners, all off-season. The Hot Stove on 710 ESPN Seattle, 710sports.com, and the 710 Seattle Sports app. Well, single-game tickets are on sale now, which means you can purchase seats to some of the biggest games of 2020, including opening day, series against the Yankees, the Phillies, World Series champion Nationals, plus more fireworks shows than ever before. All you have to do is go to Mariners.com. Well, it's been a fantastic hot stove show as usual. It began in the first hour talking with Mariners assistant general manager Justin Hollander. And we talked to him about, uh, of course, the news of the day with the extension for Marco Gonzalez. And he also broke down how good Noel B. Marte is. Noel B. is legit. Um, Noel B. has, in our, in, our, in our verbiage, Noel B. has big tools. Noel B. can run, like really run. Uh, Noel B. has got power. He can throw. Um, Noel B. can do a lot of things. And he is a physical specimen at 17 years old. Um, and obviously you don't want to put too much pressure on or overhype somebody who's never played in the States. Uh, again, for us, maybe almost as much as any other prospect that was on the list, that selection in the top 100 for Noelvi validates how we feel about him internally. There's a lot of young players with tools at the lower levels of the minor leagues for the industry to tell Baseball America that Noelvi deserves to be at that spot. I, he had to have been one of the younger players on the list and one of the few players who's not made a stateside debut to be on the list. Um, that feels great for our international scouting department, for our player development department. Um, Noel, we really blew up the DSL, particularly in the, uh, the last month of the season in August. I know he was their number one ranked prospect in that league, uh, Baseball America's number one ranked prospect at the end of the year. We're really excited to see what he does over the next couple of years. Mariners have five players in Baseball America's top 100 entering the season. Julio Rodriguez, eighth overall. Jared Kelnick, 11th. Evan White checks in at number 54. Logan Gilbert, 59, and the young man that Justin Hollander was just talking about, Noel V. Marte, yet to play on U.S. soil, number 92 in Baseball America's top 100. Well, Jeff Fletcher covers the Angels for the Orange County Register, and a lot of news surrounding the Angels, including tonight, with some ramifications of the Dodgers-Red Sox trade. But among many things, Jeff talked to us about the effect Joe Madden might have on this ball club. 
Yeah, I don't really know. Uh, it's hard to say. Uh, and, you know, Angels fans certainly wanted to have Joe Madden as their manager. There's kind of a mystique about him, you know, because he led the Rays to the World Series and won the World Series of the Cubs. But I'm kind of a believer that the manager doesn't really have a huge impact. I think it's mostly the players. It's all the players. So, you know, whether Joe Madden is going to make them better, you know, remains to be seen. But certainly the fan base is excited about him, which I think counts for something. The Angels needed to do something to get their fans going again after four straight losing seasons. And I think, you know, that was, that's been accomplished so far. And, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Well, time will tell. Brad Osmus lasted a year at Angel Stadium. And now it is Joe Madden who takes over the reins for the Halos. Patrick Wisdom is new to the Mariners organization. He played against Marco Gonzalez in college. Of course, Marco at Gonzaga, Patrick Wisdom at St. Mary's. They were together in the Cardinals organization. Patrick Wisdom will be rooming with Marco in spring training. Their wives are very close. And Patrick, very excited for Marco Gonzalez and his new extension. I've known him for a few years now. Uh, he was at my wedding. And, uh, you know, our wives are really good friends. And, um, you know, we hang out quite a bit. Now, you, we, i got to talk to you about Marco in college. Because if, if my dates are lining up correctly, Patrick, I mean, you're at St. Mary's. 2011 and 12 crossing over with when Marco was in the WCC, of course, with Gonzaga. So I'm assuming that you faced Marco in college. I did. Yeah, I did. um, Yeah, we we had some good face-offs. Please tell me you took him deep. Please tell me. (laughs) I mean, if he's not listening, I'll say yes. But (laughs) I can let I can let you tell. He'll he'll tell the story. Oh, there's a story. There's a there's like a there's a real story here. I mean, I just had a good game off him. Yeah, that's all. I guess I was hoping you'd charge them out or something. <laughs> that's all. Okay. Uh, no, no. I, yeah, no, I, I just had a good game. Uh, but, you know, I'm glad we're teammates now, and I, I don't have to face them anymore. We'll find out for Marco. We will ask him when we get to spring training. Frances Traceman is the Mariners' senior VP of sales. She joined the show tonight uh, talking about a, a very groundbreaking season ticket plan the Mariners have in store for us in 2020. In the fall, we introduced what we're calling a fully flexible season ticket membership and um really for fans the way to describe it would be it's an opportunity for you to create your own ballpark experience you have the opportunity to choose the number of seats you want per game the games that you want to go to and the seat location and best of all you can do that throughout the season so most season ticket packages you have to select all of your games up front and the unique piece that we have for um, kind of this fully flexible season ticket membership is it allows you to build as you go throughout the season. So we know people have busy lives and uh, can't always commit to games uh, all up front, and this allows them to to make those changes throughout the season. And in addition, you know, once, you know, I don't know about you, but my uh, season's pretty busy, and when I make plans, uh, sometimes they fall through, and this flex membership allows people to exchange games back in. So there's a credit on your account. Um, it's all done online. You go into the online portal and select the games that you'd like. And if you can't go to a game, you can return it and it adds a credit back to your account. Good show as always here on the hot stove show as you know, we circle back to that first hour guys and hearing Justin Hollander, Mariners assistant general manager. Uh, to me, one of the biggest takeaways from this Baseball America's Top 100 list is that you know it's one thing for us to be 
telling everyone about the prospects that are coming through the pipe for the Mariners. It's another thing for industry observers to be adding them to the most prestigious list that the industry has to offer. This is validation, I think, in many ways that, to date, the plan is working. It is progressing on track, if not even maybe a little ahead of track. Yeah, and I think one of the great things was your question about Marte and that they are going to keep coming. And that is, is, you know, huge. It's just about sustaining right now. And I thought one of the interesting things that he talked about, too, was what they were doing with their offseason this year. Obviously, right. one player has been traded off of the Mariners roster. That's it. But they've gone back. They've reassessed. They've come up with processes. And uh, it just it's always fun to hear from Justin. He is so passionate about every aspect of the game. Yeah, to that point, it's amazing to look at the roster and how different it is from two years ago in terms of average age and control. And I think there's only three players that aren't under control next year, which is pretty amazing when you look at a a 40-man roster. Shannon, you are – we won't see you next week. You're going to be in the Valley of the Sun. I'm going to be in the sunshine. I'm ready to go. Yeah, um, I – pitchers and catchers report on Wednesday. I report on Tuesday. Need a little extra time. Get – beat on the ground and get going. But um, this, for me, I think it is spring training number 20. And, Uh-oh. yes, so presents will be appreciated yeah. when you guys get down there. But we'll get a cake. Yeah, yeah, chocolate's good. Um, it's going to be so interesting. It, it says, you know, we're going to recognize a lot of these guys. A lot of times you walk into that spring training clubhouse and half of it is players that have been brought in in the off season or – just uh, our players that you've not encountered yet. We have learned so much about the young players that are going to be there. Very few players have been brought in from the outside. The plan is to play them, and it all starts when we hit Peoria. So I, I'm very much looking forward to seeing what is this guy all about? What is this guy? What does the pitching look like? What are these young arms in the bullpen that Justin Hollander was talking about look like? Can they break through? Can they win a spot out of spring training? Uh, it's going to be competitive in a couple of different areas, and uh, for me, I'm just – I am so looking forward to seeing these young players and just the starts of their careers and hopefully very long Mariners' careers. Now, big spring training for a lot of young players in Peoria this year. Mariners' value games return again in 2020. Plus, new this year, the first 10 value games of the season are even more valuable with $5 center field bleacher seats. The value continues with select concessions and team store item for $5 as well. Get seats at mariners.com slash value. Well, glad you could be a part of the Hot Stove Show tonight. For Shannon Dreyer, for Gary Hill, for Dakota Jasper Wilder, I'm Aaron Goldsmith. Thank you for tuning in. We'll talk to you again next week.